Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. So you all know that I'm pretty good about switching things up here on the podcast. I feel like all of February has been just that, switching things up a bit. But I'm going to do that again here today because I have this undeniable push from God that he is wanting me to share a piece of my trial that I'm currently going through. So I did a lot of prayer before doing this because this is kind of out of my comfort zone a little bit. You know, I'm all for sharing my trial that I went through and uh, my outcome from that. But when you're in the midst of it, it's kind of hard to be thankful and see the positivity in it. So I really wanted to make sure that before I did this, I was able to show those things, be able to tell you guys things about what I'm doing to get through it through Christ. This is a place where I want you guys to be able to find encouragement. So I want to make sure I'm not being negative, but I feel like I'm in a place right now in my trial where I can begin to see what God's doing and I'm beginning to come out of it. So I feel like right now is a really good time to share with all of you some of those things. When I began this podcast, I knew full-heartedly that I wanted God to use me however he wanted to for this ministry. And I guess, you know, this trial that I'm currently going through is one of those things that God wants me to be open about. If I can be a person that can help you not feel alone or even just be able to relate to, then I want to be that person for you. So the trial that I'm currently going through is anxiety. And it's something I deal with all the time. So it's almost like a constant trial in my life that keeps popping up and it gets annoying. Trust me. I think those of you who go through anxiety yourself can really relate to that. But now that I have this ministry, you know, that I'm a part of in this podcast, this anxiety has become even more of a hassle in my life. Here I am speaking about how God, how good God is. And he is, he is so good. And I talk about hope and how we need to hold on to that. And now that I'm in the midst of a really bad month of anxiety, I'm having to say those things to myself and remind myself of those things. I'm really good at hiding my anxiety. I think because it pops up in my life so much, I'm able to just kind of hide it and act like I'm not going through it. But now that I have you guys, an audience who listens to me week after week on here, I want to be open with you guys about that because I don't want you guys to be doing that. I don't want you guys to be going through that and hiding it from everybody because even I know better that if you are to hide it and act like you're not going through it, then it's only going to build up and get worse. And that makes somebody really happy. And he's my least favorite person ever, Satan. So today I'm done. I'm done hiding it. I'm done pushing it away. If I can be an open book for all of you on this trial and maybe even help you with some of the things that are helping me in the midst of it, then I want to do that. So today I am going to be sitting down with my really good friend, Molly Christensen. She is an open book like me too. Molly is not only a really good friend of mine, but she is also a single mom to two really adorable kids. But she also shares godly encouragement each week on her YouTube channel called Molly's Story. So be sure to check that out and I will be sure to link that in the description as well. Now, Molly and I kind of relate in a few things. 
Um, We're both very goal driven, like she says, and we both have anxiety. We deal with it pretty frequently. So we want to open that up with you guys about some things that we do to get through it and what anxiety looks like in our life. I hope you guys not only enjoy this episode, but can find some encouragement from it as well. So let's go ahead and dive in. So welcome, Molly. Hello, guys. I'm so happy to be on the podcast with you. I feel so honored because I'm a fan. I listen. (laughs) I listen while I work and I'm all into it. Every every episode I listen to, you know, I message you and tell you you did such a great job. You're very good about doing that. Well, because you are doing a great job. And I just want to commend you from the start to say that, that it takes a lot of humility and courage to admit that you're dealing with something in the throes of it and you know especially when you you. have your own ministry doing this podcast yes our tendency I think is Mm -hmm. to want to you know act like we know we have it all together (laughs) because we want to be that encouragement to other people yes but sometimes one of the best ways we can encourage people is by sharing our own struggles so that we don't look like this you know big high and mighty I got it all together that we're just just like everyone else, we have our struggles and that's why we need Jesus because we're all on the same playing field. (laughs) It's so true. And my biggest thing is I just want to be real, wear my heart on my sleeve kind of person. And so I just, you know, I just want all of you to be able to relate to this podcast always. And so I think by opening up about this, it allows others to be able to relate and hope is always around us and always there and even in the midst of our trials. And so I think that's my biggest thing. I'm in the midst of it, but I, because of God's hope, I know Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's another journey that you're on with God to allow him to see him do work in Mm -hmm. your life and to get closer to him. I think that any trial that we go through in life is an opportunity for us to just realize our greater need and dependence upon Christ. Yes. I think about Paul so and true. like his thorn in his flesh, like he asked yes. God to take it away and God said no. And I think that's what I think about with my anxiety is like it it reminds me like I need to pray. It reminds yeah. me I need to be in the yeah, word. Yeah, so like true. Yeah. All of those things. And that's actually not a bad place to be. Not at all. No. Somebody... I was listening to on a podcast. He said, this is not a direct quote, but he said something along the lines. If God allows me to have a little bit of an anxiety in my life for the rest of my life, then I am thankful for it because in that time, I'm having to lean in closer to God. Mm, That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. It's just like, oh, captured that quote and I'm holding it close because it's so true. You Mm -hmm. turn closely to God in the midst of it because you really need him in that time because you can get into the pattern, right? You get into a pattern of you continue on with life, everything's good. And it's almost like you kind of pull away from Christ a little bit because you're just living life, right? Mm -hmm. And things are pretty good. And And things are pretty good. Maybe I don't need God as much as I thought I did. It's like, God's like, wait, no, I'm going to remind you. You need me. Yes. So it's just like, I almost feel blessed for those moments in the, mm. and it's weird to say, I know, but I do because something always comes out of it, mm-hmm. whether it's a stronger relationship with Christ mm-hmm. or a stronger knowing in who we are and our purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always something to be learned from it. What does anxiety look like in your life and how long have you been dealing with it? 
Well, let's see. I mean, I've even as a kid, my parents reminded me of this. I've always been a little <laughs> bit of like a more worrisome child. Like me at night, too, I'd be in yeah. bed and I'd be like, "Someone's gonna break in through the window," <laughs> and I'd just be like, ah. "I remember oh many a night, like calling for my dad. Will you come yes. in? I'm scared. Oh my gosh, that is me too. <laughs> yeah, so much as a kid." And yes. now I have a child that's like that as well. Will you go um, in with yes. me to my room because the light's off or the closet is open? And I'm like, are you serious? Okay. But, okay, now I'm getting like the treatment of what I probably did yes. to my parents. Yes, you are speaking my life right now because <laughs> I was thinking about when my anxiety started. I'm like, I think I always had it mm-hmm. as a kid. I was just always nervous and I didn't Mm -hmm. do all the fun things other kids were doing because I was too nervous to do it. Mm -hmm. And now I have a child who I am seeing that anxiety and I'm like, no. I I feel like I never could classify it like you're saying as anxiety. Mm -hmm. But then I think the moment when I was like, oh, like I'm dealing with anxiety was um, it was I was still married and we were about to make this big change to move up to Alaska for a job that he was taking, a youth pastor job. And this was like a big change for me. I mean, Alaska's so far away from everything I knew. And I was like, I was starting to get really anxious about that as well as I had a one-year-old. So, you know, all that postpartum hormones and all of that. Just finished breastfeeding, all those things. Like your your body's like crazy. (laughs) So I think that's probably was a part of it, just my hormones as well. But it's kind of interesting because we went up to Alaska to visit uh, the town that we were going to be in, living in, and my anxiety just flared up. And I remember going to one of my former husband's a friend's house and I was feeling lightheaded that I literally had to lay down on the couch because I was like I feel like I'm gonna pass out oh my which goodness. was really embarrassing oh, because I'm like meeting his friends from the home this is I didn't say also this is the yes. hometown that he grew up in oh okay so it should have been this fun trip yes. getting to see where he grew up where we were maybe gonna live and all those things and it I feel like I kind of spoiled the trip a little bit with my anxiety um, you're just like hey god I gotta lay down this is a great moment (laughs) and I remember too being at his parents house sitting in the bedroom that we were staying in and just having to close my eyes and listen to scripture because I was just Mm. like so anxious wow and I think it was a mixture you know the move hormones all those things but then you know I prayed about it and I started getting outside and walking and getting some sunshine and exercise and I definitely feel like that helps yes that's huge but like we moved up there and that anxiety like went away and I was like so thankful to the Lord because I was at the point of having anxiety so much that I was afraid of doing things with other people Mm -hmm. like am I gonna feel lightheaded again am I not gonna be able to like function very well when I'm around other people which doesn't really work well when you're moving to a new area and you need to get to know people like (laughs) I don't want to be a hermit so I'm thankful that that anxiety kind of faded away then and like mm. that was the Lord's provision. Yeah. I know he answered my prayers with that. You know, I've gone through a divorce and single motherhood definitely has put a toll on my energy and just it's a lot, you know, emotionally, physically, everything. So I feel like it's kind of came back as a, a single mom and living on my own and 
there's been a few times over the years where I get chest pains and wow. I gotta go to the emergency room because am I okay? Like, and oh, they wow. never have found yeah. anything. But it definitely, I've seen this pattern of having weird physical problems, going to the doctor, and they're like, we don't really know what this is. And I keep coming back in my mind to maybe it's stress related. Mm -hmm. Like they can't find an answer to it. So maybe it's anxiety and stress related. And I've been learning a lot about how anxiety affects our body. And we can Mm. get all these weird symptoms that you would think, I'm dying, but really no, it's like your stress and anxiety is out of control kind of thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you have had like points in your life where it's really flared up yeah so do you deal with like daily anxiety or is it just moments a mixture of both because I'll have like I don't know if you can relate to this but probably my generalized like anxious feeling is I just get like this knot in my stomach like kind of pit in my stomach Mm -hmm. feeling and I can't always like pinpoint it like what the root cause is is. no I can totally relate to that you know what's funny I actually have I was thinking about my anxiety and I was like you know what I remind myself of like a chihuahua. (laughs) The cute little dogs. (laughs) They're always like super excited, but they're always like shaking and nervous about everything. So I'm like that chihuahua. (laughs) I love it. I'm just like always super excited. I think I used to have a chihuahua calendar one year. I came to chihuahuas. I'm pretty sure I'm bringing back memories of that. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) I love that. I know that's not like the best picture of myself. Actually, that but... I love that because they're cute. <laughs> they but yeah, cute. but they also have like an excitement about life. Yes. Mixed yes. with, you're right. Yes. They're always shaking. nervous. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like I'm always excited. I'm always excited about life. Mm-hmm. But then I just get this restlessness, you know, like I'm like, okay, where am I supposed to go? Where is God leading? What What is he wanting me to do next? Mm-hmm. How am I going to do this? How am I going to get there? And so that stuff just like is constantly playing in my mind. Mm-hmm. And eventually it leads to a full on anxiety attack. Have you ever had an anxiety attack, like a panic attack? Not to the point where like, cause I've had friends share their experiences mm-hmm. of really bad. I mean, I've I probably my telltale symptom of my anxiety is like getting out of control as I get chest pains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like my heart will skip beats or like, Mm. you know, that kind of thing. But I know some people like literally like it's it's really like they can't function. And I can relate to you. I'm not like full on panic attack. So I even kind of feel bad calling it that because I know others do. But mine mine is more or less I get like I start kind of hyperventilating and I get super lightheaded and it's just like I have to get myself to just sit down and calm myself down mm-hmm. breathe in and out yeah just to get through it and it doesn't last very long that's good which is good but yeah. I remember having moments like that even as a kid oh, like really? I would have those moments and even into my teenage years and Interesting. Um, but and in adulthood I would say the biggest thing that causes me anxiety is restlessness mm-hmm. and I know that's in end expectations oh yeah I feel like those expectations go expectations are huge together. yes yeah. expectations For on me. myself and yeah so that's huge what would you say are some of your things that are big players in your life that causes you to have those like anxious those, feelings yeah yeah well I wrote down a couple things that I feel like have helped me first I want to say mm-hmm. in my little anxiety 
journey 2020 with the stay at home order. So I had to take two months off of work. And that was like, I think that was like such a blessing from the Lord because as I'm home with my kids, I live alone. So it's just me and my two kids pretty much for two months straight. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I had this opportunity to kind of take a step back and really see some patterns, some ways mm. I was behaving, ways I was handling things that were not the best. And it was a really gift from God. But what was crazy was it almost took me one month to slow down. What you're talking yeah. about that, like, Restless. you're like restlessness. Yeah, yeah it took yeah. me a whole I month. I get that. No, I'm me like, too. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It took that long. But for me, like when I talk about kind of the root cause of anxiety is I notice it more when I'm striving to reach something that I want that I'm not surrendering to God. Like it's like yes. I'm trying to take control. I'm yes. trying to make things happen in yes. my timing and surrendering when I when I give that back to God, then that really helps a ton mm. with my anxiety. Surrendering. I love that word. So you were going to say what are some of the things that help you? Have helped and, me. Yeah. So I, like I said, I've been on this little journey since last year of really saying, okay, like I'm going to start taking care of myself. Like I'm going to start, you know, as a single mom, for me, it's easy to put that on the back burner. And especially being you and I can agree with this, we're goal-driven people. And so (laughs) sometimes the taking care of myself has taken a backseat, but you can't serve other people well. You can't love other people well. You can't do goals. You can't reach goals if you're not taking care of yourself. And one thing I want to say on a little side note, and Cassie and I talked about this before we started the podcast, we are not medical experts. So if you're not at all anxiety (laughs) and it is like inhibiting your day-to-day life, please go see a doctor. I'm just sharing things that have helped me. I'm not a medical expert. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing just this last week that I have been convicted of is the importance of me making time for rest in my life. And you think about how anxiety has grown a lot in today's day and age. I think probably if you surveyed most people, they would say I deal with anxiety in some way or from a lot of people. And I think a big reason for that is because we're living in such a fast-paced culture mm. of I want it, I get it now. And, you know, this hustle, we got to hustle till you make it kind of mentality is doing a disservice to us because we are meant to rest. Like God created mm. us for rest and yeah. rest in a purposeful sense. We're not talking about being lazy and just sitting on the couch, you know, eating chips. <laughs> <Binge> watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with, with resting, yes. doing non-spiritual yes. things like enjoying a good show, going on a walk, whatever. Those kind right. of things are a gift from God, I think. Yes, rest has just been huge. And for me to think about how can I, as a mom, I think so many moms will relate to the struggle. How can I start putting that into my life? Mm. And if God calls me to rest, then there is a way to have rest. Yes. So um, I've been I've been working on that, like maybe on Sundays, taking a break from social media. That's good. Yes. Those things. So I'm still in the process of figuring that out. But um, also, I want to hear what you think about this. Because another big cause of my anxiety, I realized, is wanting to please people. People pleasing is huge. And because my schedule is really busy, I feel like it's 
it's I need that rest but a lot of times I have a hard time saying no to people when they want to get together they want to do something and my spirit says Molly you need to slow down but my desire to make people happy says I'll just say yes to it it'll be fine like Mm. because I'm letting them down if I don't do it I'm elevating myself to way too high of a value in that person's (laughs) life they'll be fine (laughs) if I don't go out to coffee with them really in all seriousness oh my gosh that is so funny so I am a people pleaser and I get super restless and I want to please everybody and I want to please myself and I want just everybody to be happy so you know those expectations right are huge that causes major restlessness in me but when I get to a point of full-on anxiety where it's like affecting me like almost to the point of depression Mm because that can come pretty closely to anxiety right I end up pushing people away okay so I end up like pushing my friends away Mm -hmm. and I end up pushing my husband and my family away and I kind of like just burrow myself in my house and try not to I don't know talk to other people too much and I get focused on one thing too much because that's my goal right Mm -hmm. we're goal-oriented people we want to get to that goal and so I feel like that is something I have been working on is I realized hey I'm not taking care of myself so I can relate to that I need to start inviting those friends back into my life because we need a team. We need other followers behind us helping us through the hard times. And so bringing my friends in has definitely been a help. But there is a definitely a healthy line there is you don't want to have to please every friend and make sure you're at every event going to everything you know because then Mm -hmm. that could also lead to anxiety so it's like there's this line and you kind of have to figure out where you need to stay on to not hit that anxiety point right I think it's just ultimately asking God like do you Mm. want me to do this or not because sometimes a good thing may not be the right thing for you at the moment sometimes God's saying put that stuff to the side you're busy doing all this and Mm -hmm. go take some time with your friends get that renewal with other people to fellowship and sometimes God's saying you need to have the courage to say no to that person and maybe they're not going to understand but you need to work on this other stuff or take time for yourself. Yes. So do you recharge being alone or with other people? Which would Ooh. be, are you an extrovert or an introvert? I always like this question. I think it- I am a mixture though. Here's the thing though, because I used to be a full on introvert. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone always <laughs> says that when they say that. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did. I had my like two friends. I hated having to go up to new people. Like I hated parties or even going to church when the service ends, you know, like having to go chat with people because it makes me so nervous. Mm-hmm. But that has definitely gotten better because God has been kind of putting me in ministry doing things like this I have to talk a lot and I have to talk to a lot of people right and I have to really get into their hearts and that's been where I found my extrovertness is my love for other people's stories Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I love deep conversations I think that's the other biggest thing and I've been talking about that with my friends is Having those friendships that you can be totally open and honest with. Have those deep conversations with. 
sometimes when we get around other people, we just get outside of our head. Mm. We're not mm-hmm. in our head so much analyzing every little thing we're doing yeah. and we're just enjoying friendship and mm-hmm. we're focusing on someone else instead of ourselves as right. well. That so helps true. a lot in anxiety. Yes. So what are some other things that have been a huge help in your life? With so another thing that I have just started thinking about is knowing my triggers, like Ooh, things, yes. um, especially like connected to my past, going through separation and divorce, things that are like just sensitive to me that kind of cause a bigger reaction in me than mm-hmm. probably is necessary. But because of the past, like it just flares up more. Yeah, and yeah. so recently, like a few weeks ago, my anxiety flared up and I was like, okay, what caused this? And I was laying in bed thinking about it. And God brought to my mind how I had like not planned out. Like it sounds silly, but one of my anxiety triggers is when things are up in the air and I don't know for sure, am I going to do something with this person or not? Like, how's mm. that going to work out? But just for me, that's an anxiety trigger. And so I was so thankful that as I was laying in bed, praying about it, God brought that to my mind. Cause I had this sudden sense of like freedom of like, okay, I can like put a name on what was causing my anxiety. So now I know in the future Mm -hmm. that for me personally, it's not good for me to just kind of be like, I may do something with this person or not, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. like leave things open, but I need to plan ahead for me. Yeah. And I'm, I am a planner. I, I just, I need too. to realize yes. that about myself. I am too. I think that's the other thing that gets me restless, I guess, is because I'm very much a planner and I like routine. Mm-hmm. And so when something new gets put into my life, I'm like, okay, my routine is off now. Like I have to get back into my routine because routine keeps me like, I know what's going to happen next. I know yeah. what we're doing today. You know, it just keeps you feeling like you know what's going on right Uh there's my (laughs) there's my chihuahua in me again but (laughs) I always have to know what's going on but when my routine gets messed up then I get like super anxiety Mm -hmm. but I want to say one thing that we keep mentioning that I hear you mention every once in a while and that has been huge for me is prayer Mm -hmm. whatever we're doing in our life Prayer is so important, Mm -hmm. right? So I will kind of share with you guys my biggest moment of when, right before this interview, well, a few weeks ago, but that made me realize, okay, Cassie, stop. What are you doing? We need to turn to God because prayer is hard for me. It is. I don't know why. I just, I feel like I'm making time for it. it or, And I feel like the enemy is really good about distracting you mm-hmm. in like, oh, we can pray later. Or, you know, like, oh, this, something else came up. So I need to pay attention to this. Or I don't have time to do that. But I was driving home after women's Bible study. And so it was late and I was alone and I was driving home. And we just heard a really awesome talk from Christy, and I'm going to totally say her last name wrong, but it's Christy McLelland. Hmm, you ever heard of her. her? So she has a book called Jesus and Women, I believe is what it's called. She does such a good job about reminding us how loving God is. So in this, she talked about Luke chapter 7, verse 36, and I think it's through 50. It's 36 through 50 or something like that. But we learn that this woman, she learned that God was at the Pharisee's house and went to the house with a jar of perfume. And she's sitting behind Jesus and she began, you know, she just kind of just lost it. 
and she began kissing his feet and wiping his feet with her tears and her hair. And you know, when you read that, I don't know about you, but when I read that, it was like, what a weirdo, you know, like, I know that sounds really bad, but it's, it's human though. We're just like, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for this woman. Right. Mm -hmm. But this woman, she shows us it's okay to lose it Mm -hmm. and cry with Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you pay attention to Jesus in that moment, like if you look and read what he's doing in that moment, he doesn't pull away. He doesn't say, oh, sorry. You know, at least I would, if somebody was doing that to me and I was still trying to be nice, I'd be like, oh, I'm in the middle of something right now. Like, could we maybe talk a little bit later? Uh, I know you're having a hard time, you know, kind of just like pushing her away. He's not embarrassed of her. And in fact, he finds that moment beautiful. She's opening up with him. And I love this because if you pay attention, his gaze was focused on her. Like it's almost like his eyes never left her, even when he was talking to other people who were judging him and her in that moment, right? His gaze never left her. And he told her like, have peace. Your sins are forgiven, right? And so I used to not really understand that story. So I was kind of like that person was just like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing, you know? So there was like this barrier in me and Mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't be that person who just, and I have before. And so you would think I would learn. Like when I came to know Christ, I had this moment of breaking down and fully being open with him. But it's almost like you forget and life continues and (laughs) things get hard again. But so on that car ride home, I was that woman and I just imagined myself as that woman. Mm. And I was just, I opened up with God about everything And, you know, Satan was putting pictures in my mind of like, your anxiety is going to push your friends away. Your anxiety is going to push your family away. You're going to be alone. There's something mentally wrong with you. So I opened up to God about that and how I felt like, what is wrong with me? And I felt so much peace because he reminded me that he loves me. And I had that story in my mind of that woman and I could be broken with him. Mm-hmm. So I That's just wanted so to. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared yes. that. Yes. So I just, I feel like we have to give whatever is going on in our life. We have to give it a name. We have to bring it to God. Exactly. Otherwise we're just holding it in, right? Yeah. It's not out in the open. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as you get out in the open, that's when the enemy gets scared. He's like, wait, 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 (laughs) what are you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, you know, God has been kind of leading me down like this topic. I knew he was wanting me to speak out about this. I knew he was wanting me to sit down with my friend and talk more on this because gosh, you guys, anxiety is real. And -hmm. I think we all go through it in some kind of form, whether we have a full out panic attack, right? Right. Or if we are just stressed and stress can lead to just like the moments of anxiety, like, oh, what's going Mm -hmm. on in my life? Why isn't God listening? Why isn't he here? Mm -hmm. You know? So I don't know if you have anything else you want to touch on there, but. Well, if we had more time, I would share more, (laughs) but I'm so glad that you brought in the the prayer, how important that is. And 
don't worry, I had that on my list. I just started with like, I think I had seven things listed down. You know, I, I could I go you. on talking. But yes. Number seven was consistent time in the word and prayer. And that was, yes. I wrote it as the last one because it is mm. the most important. Mm-hmm. It is key. It is um, but I wanted to, I know we're probably closing here, but I wanted mm-hmm. to share this quote that I think kind of connects with your story. Mm -hmm. And this was a quote by someone that is not a Christian, but I think we can relate it to our walk with God. And Mm -hmm. they said that anxiety can come when your actions don't match up to who you are. And I wrote that down because I thought about, well, who am I? I am a daughter of Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. So when I'm living in fear when I'm striving and I'm taking control of things or I'm Mm -hmm. you know trying to people please other people I'm not living up Mm -hmm. to who God has called me to be who I am in Christ yeah so I think that's where that tension comes when we're not holding things in the right priorities and putting Christ first where are your priorities what expectations are you setting for yourself how often do you spend time with God in his word how often are you praying those are things to definitely be looking at if yeah. you have a lot they of sound so simple like they do. i feel like so many times when i'm talking about like just how to walk with christ it's like pray read the bible and i'm like i'm sorry but though i mean it's yes, simple it's simple but right? it's hard but it's not but it's we simple, have but it's hard to well, do yes we have the enemy who is constantly at work on us Mm-hmm. But we have something even better, and that's God. Yeah. And I think even just the practical tips that I shared, mm-hmm. the reason I knew those things mm-hmm. was because the Lord revealed them to me Absolutely. through prayer. Yep. So I think God uses all different facets. We're mm-hmm. not just saying, just pray harder and it'll go away. No. Maybe God's leading you to go to the doctor. No. God's yes. leading you yes. to get out and move your body and exercise mm-hmm. like he's created you to do. So just listening to him and follow his leading for how he wants you how he wants you to deal with it Mm -hmm. but it starts with what you're saying is prayer and and that self-reflection just like taking time to slow down and just like think about how you're handling your days and letting the lord just speak into that and well you also said rest is huge but when you're praying you're resting right exactly so that's yeah we have this concept of meditation you know how that's super popular it's like uh jesus told us to do that a long time ago you know keep your thoughts on whatever is true pure lovely think about those things it's like oh my goodness so good i honestly could keep talking but i'm looking at the clock here and you have kids in i know that you have to go get and i don't want them to just be sitting there like where's mom (laughs) but i enjoyed having you with me and thank you for being open with all of us thanks for really having me i love this conversation yes. i'm sure it'll spark more conversations off air absolutely i sure hope so i would love to hear from you guys as well never be afraid to reach out to anybody if it's me or call Camino chapel and talk to somebody there if you need to really need to speak to somebody the church has a lot of tools to help Resources. people like yeah. if you want to meet with a pastor which mm-hmm. can i just like my dad being a pastor just give a oh, little yeah. blurb to say that's what tell they're there that. for <laughs> yes like I feel like a lot of times people yes. are like I don't want to burden the pastor with what I'm dealing with or that would be mm. awkward weird like 
Yeah. It's just like going to your doctor and you're nervous about going to see your doctor because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed. Uh, same thing <laughs> with a pastors. They've seen everything. Doctors have yes. seen everything. Pastors yes. have seen everything. They have Nothing seen surprises heard them. So yes. go talk to yes. go talk to a pastor. Absolutely. And if you're dealing with struggles, marital struggles, anxiety, depression, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my dad, you know, he shared with you yep. his struggle with I struggle. Depression. Yeah, I think that's my second episode on the podcast. So and my dad is Pastor Krish. I, I Pastor, should just say yeah, that just, just in case that, yeah. people don't know. Yes, Pastor Chris Kramer. Yeah. Definitely, he's a great person to talk to. And I'm going to have him back yeah. here on the podcast here soon, hopefully. But okay. yes. Anyways, I just had to put that little blurb in because like, we need the body of Christ. It's That's so true. really important. And, and mm-hmm. the shepherds that are shepherding the flock are there mm-hmm. for you to yeah. come alongside you. Well, I hear worship music. They are coming at an end now. You guys can probably hear that beautiful music right out. But thank you again so much. It was so much fun. Thanks so yes. much. If you haven't yet, go check out our Stories of Hope ministry page. You can find that by going to kamenochapel.org forward slash stories of hope. You will find many written stories on there from others, and I'm hoping to add more very soon. In fact, there will be another one this coming Wednesday, March 3rd. And hey, we are always looking for others to share their stories, whether it's in written form or here on the podcast. If you are interested, click the tell tab and there's a form there for you to fill out. But that's it from me. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Molly and I, and I hope you have a great rest of your week.